Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast, the Inner Peace podcast, and I'm laying out a practice for you so that you can use it to attain inner peace, find your inner peace, which is your natural state. Over the course of the last 10 or 11 episodes, I've laid everything out for you, the entire practice. If you're just tuning into this podcast, I highly recommend you go back to episode one and start there. You can start after this episode if you want. That's up to you. Listen to as close to once a day as you can. There's a method to this madness, so to speak. There's, It's a practice. You need to remember it, then understand it, then practice it. Okay. On this episode, I want to talk about inner life versus outer life. I talked about this in the seminar. You have two lives. And that's what we don't understand, especially in the Western world here in America, UK, Canada, etc. We just don't get it. Because we're so conditioned to go to the church or go to the temple and we worship. Or we're atheists and we don't do anything. What I'm telling you is you have to go inward. That's where your inner life is. When you go to church, when you go to temple, that's your outer life. It's not your inner life. The only way to get to the inner is through your breath, by relaxing, by meditating. The first section of the IPP, which is your centered mind, your conscious eye, and confinement. When your inner life gets in order and becomes beautiful, then guess what? Your outer life will follow. (laughs) Your outer life really doesn't even matter all that much. It's kind of like if you're rich on the inside, it doesn't matter if you're poor on the outside. But ultimately, it, it won't matter what your circumstance is. You could be rich in a big house, Or you can be poor with no house. Either way, if your inner life is beautiful and you've attained inner peace, it won't matter. It won't matter. Now, of course, we want our outer life to be outer life to be cool. You know the catchphrase now on social media is "living my best life." Hashtag. (laughs) So I get it. People want to be on the yacht. They want to have nice cars. 
They want the beautiful spouse on their arm. They want to have extra money to go on vacations. And then they want to turn around and promote that on their Instagram and Facebook and let other people know, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, hello, hello. Can't do that with the inner life. You can't show it off. Can't see it. It's funny when I uh, when I met the blue antelope, <laughs> the mystic at the ashram that became my mentor for seven years. He, uh, I only knew something was different about him because I was a seeker, and I just I sensed it, and we were put in the same room. So I was kind of exposed to it. But everyone else on that ashram didn't notice it. He was just a regular dude who was doing residency. And he was cleaning, doing housekeeping. He was living amongst the people, hidden. He wasn't announcing that he was a mystic. He wasn't announcing that he reached his higher self. Because words can't really explain it. I was just lucky to be in the same room and I sensed it and based on our combo and it went from there but I'm just using that as an example the big difference between your inner life and your outer life is form your inner life is formless and your outer life is based on form the material world your inner life has no age no age (laughs) your inner life has no gender Hmm. that's why when you see people who are criticizing someone who's uh, gay or um, trans it really doesn't matter The inner life has no gender. It doesn't. That's all ego. People criticizing. Age, of course. People always celebrate, want to celebrate their birthdays. I'm 30. Yay. (laughs) Uh -uh. There is no age. Your inner life has no time time is man-made right it's 7 p.m. I gotta go Mm -mm. that was created for society purposes there really is no time the birds and the squirrels don't know the time and our long 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 time ago ancestors didn't know time just sun up sundown sun up sundown you get you get the idea Time doesn't exist. Inner life has no language. There's no language. Now we're right back to the church and the temples. What do the three Abrahamic religions do? They pray, they pray, they pray, they pray. How do you pray? With language. But language was man-made. I'm not saying prayer is bad. Don't get mad at me. I'm not saying prayer is bad. I'm just saying it's not your inner life. It's your outer life. When you speak 
It's your outer life. I am speaking into a microphone right now. This is my outer life. And it's being absorbed by your outer life with your ears. Inner life, there's no language. It's silence. That's why confinement is so important. That's why it's part of the inner peace practice. To go into solitude. <laughs> when the blue antelope told me he, uh, he couldn't... Uh, I call him the blue antelope. I'm just not using his name because I don't know if he'd want his name being said. So I'm calling him the Blue Antelope, FYI. You can find his website, though, blueantelopeproductions.com. A little plug there for him. But, uh, you know, he told me in an email, he said, you know, I'm leaving. Can't talk to you for a while. I don't know when, maybe ever. I don't know. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. And he said, remember that our journey together is based in silence and solitude. And so it can always be brought back up through that. <laughs> it's profound. And if you go and you look at every master, every guru through modern times all the way to ancient times, it's the same thing. It's consistent all the way through. Silence, silence, silence. Solitude, solitude, solitude. What I call confinement because it begins with a C. And I wanted all of, all of the inner pieces that begin with a C so that you can remember them. Yeah. Confinement. To go into silence. That's where the answers are. That's when you get those little divine downloads the blue antelope would call them whispers of the heart whispers of the heart listen to the whispers of the heart <laughs> you know so there's a very big difference between your inner life and your outer life your inner life there's no form there's no duality right there's no right or wrong there's no Republican, Democrat, right? There's no Yankees, Red Sox. There's no duality, man. It's just isness. Things just are. Just are. I talk about this in depth in the seminar, the beginning of the seminar. It'll probably be right at the beginning of the book because it's an important concept to understand right off the rip, right from the jump. Inner versus outer it's when we transcend time age gender duality language and we go deep 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 within ourselves that's when we find out the answers And some people try to get there through other means like psychedelic drugs, mushrooms and whatnot, DMT, you know, ayahuasca. 
but these um you can get to those states without the drug without the plant that's why the masters have so much experience experiential knowledge that's why people bow at their feet and listen to them because they they've reached these you know states of being states of being meditation is a state of being meditation is not a thing you do it's a state of being you got to go deep within yourself you can't do that with church and temple again church and temple is fine go to as much church and temple services as you want that's fine I encourage it because it's tradition and it's um, community it's not a bad thing you know I encourage people to keep going to church and temple or whatever whatever it is that you're into alright we got another mic set up hey hey hi Tina Tina has, has joined this episode you got pulled over by the police mm-hmm. what'd you do wrong I was getting directions on my phone why you've been here millions of times I was taking my daughter's friend somewhere I had to drop them off and uh, taxi mom for a few how much was the ticket $150 <laughs> and then he has the nerve to say you should plead not guilty yeah. So why are you bothering and taking up an hour of my time if I should plead not guilty, mm. dude? Look at the date. Huh? Look at the date. Look at the date it's right now. It's the end of the month. Yeah. Quotas. Yeah, they, they have quotas, yeah. Jerk. <laughs> so this is a good segue, okay? I'm talking about inner life versus outer life. What just happened to you? This inconvenience, this annoyance, this ah why? It's outer, right? It's outer life. It has nothing to do with your inner life. In outer life, we have circumstances that happen. This is where the so-called karma happens. and the, You know. My karma for taking the day off and going to the pool today. How dare me. Go to work, stupid. Yeah. Well, that's circumstantial, and that's, that's, the, that's the outer life. Things happen to us. Things change constantly I like to say our circumstances like the weather it just constantly changes you can never really predict the weather though even the weatherman's wrong all the time best time the best time the weatherman is right is day of if you want to know what the weather's going to be at 7 p.m look at it at 4 Mm -hmm. (laughs) p.m that's when they they have a they understand it the day of when they're saying next Thursday is going to be mm-hmm. rainy, they're like wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's like our circumstances constantly changing over and over. We stub our toe. We get pulled over by the police. We, um, and we get broken up with. By the police. We, we, get, uh, <laughs> we, get, we get into an argument with a friend or a family member. We, you know, we, we have to move. We, our car breaks down. Um, it's just so many things can happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Just changes like the when weather. When it rains, it pours too. Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. But the inner life is completely different. 
that's the beauty of it and what I was saying before you walked in is that the inner life can greatly affect the outer life but the outer life doesn't affect the inner life so it's an interesting thing there and some people think that the outer life does affect the inner life but it, it, it's, it's not true people will say like you know I don't like where I live and you know I would meditate more but I just don't like where I live or um, I, I hear people do this with food all the time like I, I want to eat more fruits and vegetables but I don't have a good grocery store around me so we're always looking, looking for excuses excuses and the bottom line is you can always do your meditation section of the inner peace practice you can always do the conscious eye you can always do the centeredness of the mind you can always do confinement i mean you have to pick your poison on the confinement but it's it's always available you know i tell people like if they don't like the household they're in i'm like wake up early Oh, you got a noisy house? Wake up before everyone else. You're going to get two hours of silence. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like we just have to find our ways around our circumstance. Like my mentor always says, the blue antelope. I call him the blue antelope. And he always says, um, you know, your practice will protect you. So no matter what happens to you on the outside, your practice maintains your peace all the time. What about when it comes to money, though? Because, boy, oh, boy. Money is a very big stress Mm -hmm. in our lives. There's no finances in the inner life. But uh, on our outer life, um, apparently they set up society so that you have to, like, pay for it. Mm -hmm. And we're the only animals that pay to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I want to go live with monkeys on an island. (laughs) We have to make money, especially if we have children. And, but we don't have to necessarily have a job that we don't like. There's tons of jobs out there. There's way around. There's ways around this. Like you know, I'm. I, I've said this I think before, but I'm very into the the nomad RV community mm-hmm. and watching people just buy a trailer for like three thousand bucks. turn it into a home and they're gone and all they do is they make 500 bucks a month and they live off 500 bucks a month they're out of society the only time they're in society is when they need to stop at Walmart and pick up some water or something like they're out and so similar to living in a monastery or an ashram it's just an example of you don't have to be a part of this if you don't want to you, you don't and they won't tell you that on television or, or wherever because society would crumble but there's a big RV community out there I mean it's massive massive and uh, and of course there's tons of people living at monasteries they have a restaurants. show like that well you go on YouTube and find people there's this one gentleman by the name of Bob Wells. I'm giving people info here. Bob Wells, he's like uh, the popular guy on YouTube. And uh, he shows you how to do stuff like that. But isn't that being part of society if you're on YouTube? No, no, because what you do is it's part of your budget 
to get a, a Wi-Fi hotspot and you have Wi-Fi all the time. It's actually cheaper than having a phone. Like you don't need a phone. I think about turning my phone off all the time. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for me to have Verizon. I can't justify it. I'd lose my phone number that I've had for 15 years, but that's just an attachment. I could talk to you just as easy on Facebook Messenger. Free. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what am I paying Verizon for? So anyway, these RVers, they pay 30, 40 bucks a month for the hotspot. And they're in their vehicle anyway. So they can communicate through their, you know, messenger or wherever, whatever. You can get a Google Voice line for mm -hmm. free, right? That's what we use for Eat the Sunlight. So, boom, they take off. Insurance on the vehicle. I mean, they're they're, you know, some are are living off of five six hundred dollars a month. A lot of them are older women, who have retired. Mm -hmm. They're like sixty seven year old women, with little dogs. They almost all have dogs, mm -hmm. right? For companionship. Yeah, and then and then um. Some of them. Don't have enough money to get a nice trailer. They live in vans. Some of them. I've seen one living in a car. They take the front seat out, and that's where they sleep. Hmm. Now they have a bed right there, mm -hmm. you know. So these are all outer life options. When I was in high school, that was my dream, to get a Volkswagen van and, like, travel around and live in it. Yeah. And then I had a kid. <laughs> that ended. <laughs> it changes things, dun, huh? dun, dun, dun. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. There, there, there's so many ways to skin this cucumber and um, you know one of the ways is finding a job if you're going to stay find a job that isn't stressful one that you don't attach to like working at a library might be one of them uh, working at Home Depot might be one of them because it's kind of like like I, I fantasize about like working at somewhere like Home Depot <laughs> because you know I spent my 20s in the entertainment business which is basically like being an entrepreneur then I spent my 30s being a health professional which was being an entrepreneur so the thought of doing something simple is intriguing, intriguing. like oh I have to put this on the shelf <laughs> I Ooh. pick things up I put things down Right You know When you're an entrepreneur It's You know I gotta make sure The Facebook's doing this Gotta do this Oh the website's doing this mm -hmm. Oh I gotta do that Oh I gotta call this person I Gotta do that And it's details 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 like it, it can get exhausting And This is the essence Of ashrams And monasteries If you stay at an ashram Or monastery I'm going to the ashram Next week um, I'm going just for a retreat so I don't have to do any work but if I was living there you do housekeeping you work in the kitchen if you're handy you help out landscaping or whatever it's kind of nice you know you earn your keep for room and board same thing with the monastery I'm going to I'm, I'm living at a monastery soon in the mountains and and we'll just chop wood 
and <laughs> I'll, I'll probably get in the kitchen because um, they see the nutrition stuff, you know, on the resume. So they'll probably throw me in there. Uh, housekeeping, I'd, I welcome it. Let me make some beds. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. Let me throw me in the kitchen. I'll cut the carrots. <laughs> I got this. I got this. <laughs> and I'm training myself to cut with my left hand because my right hand's so screwed up from computers my whole life. Mm-hmm. So now I'm learning my left hand, which is kind of fun in a weird kind of way. <laughs> so what's better? I, I don't know. It depends on the person. You know, doing odd jobs in a monastery ashram for room and board, being around like-minded people who want to meditate and sing and dance, or being in society and working for your room and board mm-hmm. in a different kind of way. In other to words, make somebody else rich. Right, you make two thousand bucks a month, mm-hmm. and your bills are eighteen hundred dollars <laughs> a month. Now you got two hundred dollars a. a left and then you get pulled over by the cops and there goes that 200 <laughs> shut up <laughs> so I'll get my way out of it so you know an interesting dynamic you know but our outer life these the circumstances they change they change they change they change and some people may like it some people some people are like naturally born family people mm-hmm. like they can't wait to have three kids. Naturally born, like corporate America people. Yeah, you have to. Well, those are the. Yeah, those are typically the egomaniacs. The go 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 go. Like chasing. Achieve, achieve, I achieve. I see people at work. Like the difference between me and them, they're they hate their job, but the money entices them, so right, they'll right, deal right. with the misery for extra right. money and push for another job that right. they know they're going to hate even more, but it's extra money, right. so and it becomes the a money vi- encourages them. I can't... It, yeah, this is what I call carrot chasing, right? right. Everyone has to chase the that, carrot. That doesn't work for me, though. And it's an interesting cycle, because now that money, like, let's just say it. Let's, let's just say they make 100 grand a year. Now that supports their lifestyle. They want that nice house. They want that nice three, four bedroom house. Boom. They want those three nice vacations a year. Boom. They want the nice car. Boom. Right? And now that gives them their status. But now that the thing that they probably maybe not realize is that now they're stuck. They're stuck. Yeah. If you if they lose that job, they're in trouble. Big time trouble mm-hmm. because now America's got you by the, the gonads, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You're in debt, mm-hmm. you're this, you're that. And so it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. The other thing about the outer life is the emotions. You know, the, the anger and the envy and the, uh, the fear and all that. There's no emotions on the inner, it's just calm, cool, bliss blissed out and like I said to you before when you can get to a state of higher peace inner peace you can watch the grass grow listen to the birds sing and just you know be gone 
not you're not you're not part of anything. I mean, you're, I mean, you're a part of everything, natural, like everything that breathes. You know, everything that needs the sun, everything that needs the oxygen. You're part of that whole. You dissolve into that whole, part of the whole. That's where the word holy comes from. And then later it was used in health, holistic, whole, dissolving into the whole. So our outer life, we, we let our emotions go crazy. Somebody gets us mad and now we're mad. Now we build resentment. And then we're scared, right? We don't want to lose our job. These emotions, man. People can become a prisoner, especially the fear. Fear and anger are the two big ones, you know. And then in the outer life, we have time. Everything's on a clock. Oh, everything's on a clock. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And our age and our gender and it's all this hoopla that in the eastern traditions is called maya which means illusion and you know the the illusion that they're speaking of is that all form is empty so emptiness is form and form is emptiness so the idea is that you know this table is really empty you know, if we put it underneath the microscope, it's not a table anymore. And so everything around us, this whole room, these microphones, they're all material. But material needs to be made of something. And so it's it's completely layered. And on top of that, we have our ego. And our ego makes us think we're something that we're not. It makes us think that, you know, again, ego is based on importance, identity, and control. And so now we have this little con man in our head. It's like the movie Avatar, where people are inside of these robotic things, but there's a man controlling it. That's like our ego. Our ego is in our, in our mind controlling it. Think about this. Think about that. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you're important. You're important. Make sure they know you're important. You know? And this is our downfall. And this is our outer life. And to get to the inner life, we have to dissolve this ego. And we have to have an understanding of, one, what ego is. And, two, that we're living in an illusion. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Stream, Merrily, merrily, merrily. Life is but a dream. Life is but a dream. It's a dream. I'm ready to wake up. We have to wake up. And that that's the whole point of this, this podcast. And, and we have little awakenings. And that's where they have like the slang word woke. Oh yeah, he's woke, man. Oh yeah, I'm woke. But... You can't be woke if you're daydreaming. You have to stay in the present moment. That's the anchor to everything. So that's the centered mind from the meditation section of this inner peace practice. So inner 
it has to be a priority it has to be a priority because then your outer will be just, it'll just kind of be like a whatever man got pulled over by cops whatever man well, I kind of was like whatever man until you gave me the hundred and fifty dollars ticket. I was like, oh no, more money. Oh my gosh. Now, I understand. We have these annoyances. You know, a few weeks ago, my car was I went in for a regular, regular checkup, so to speak, and I've been there for a week, and they misdiagnosed it. They ended up giving me some money back, some. It wasn't planned you know these things happen they just happen everyone has it and again we're right back to the ego we have to know that when we feel singled out and we feel that this is happening to me why is this happening to me that's ego because you're identified with yourself With me, I, me, I. This is happening to me. Why is this happening to me? You know, people who are like, what was me? You know, always complaining. That's ego. And we think of ego as like more of a braggadocious thing, but it's it's the opposite too. It's the what was me's. It's the, you know, the depression. And people get depressed because they're not living up to the expectation of the ego. Oh, I'm not important enough, so I'm depressed. Or they go back and forth. And this is what they call bipolar. Back and forth. You're super high, super high, super high. Super low, super low, super low. But when we gain inner peace... Even keel, all the way through, all the way through. There's no ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. The outer life doesn't affect the inner life, but the inner life affects the outer life. You don't completely. think it's easier to have inner peace if you have a winning lotto ticket or an abundance of money? <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's just the outer life. It helps your circumstance, and uh, no, look at look at a lot of these athletes. You know, twenty three years old, rich, and then they're in the news for for something. Look at all the suicides. Rich people committing suicide all the time, or getting addicted to drugs. I think everyone wants inner peace but they don't know what it is and they're stuck in the western world which is go 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 chase 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 everybody's chasing something everybody's chasing carrots man chasing carrots I was talking to my friend from India the other day he's Mm -hmm. like well What's wrong with American people? They're so different. <laughs> He's been here yeah. for like, gosh, 19 years now. Yeah. I remember when I first met him, I was like, are you sure you want to be here? But he, he says that um, Japan is the best country, and he's been to like I think like 40-something yeah. countries. Yeah. I, uh, based on my research, that's correct. 
Japan is that is healthy. The weather's good. The, the climate. The weather's well. The only problem with Japan is they have mm. they they have earthquakes, and tsunamis too, right? They have earthquakes which bring on tsunamis, and they don't have a lot of land. They're piled on top of each other. But if you took Japan society and brought it over yeah, to America, like America's like the best. America's got the best land. We got the best land. We got this huge chunk of land that's just amazing. And we got an East Coast and a West Coast, and it's different. You can, you know, get the flavor of both. Japan is. They're not violent. They're very healthy. They got good technology. They're smart. And they're spiritual, and America's not spiritual. America's religious, it's not spiritual. Yeah, that's what he said. He said people are instead of looking for God, they're looking for drugs. <laughs> but I think that's our way of looking for God. Well, kind of. Well, people don't even know I, that that's what they're doing. I would, I would, re- I would replace the word drugs with stimulation. Yeah. America is very stimulated. Everything is, you know, I got to walk. It's known for money. That's why people come here for money. Yeah, but it's just that stimulation of going up and down. Mm -hmm. I got to watch my favorite show. I got to watch my favorite show. I got to do this line of cocaine. I got to go get some Taco Bell. I got (laughs) to, you know, I got to go have this sex. I got to go. To this breezy concert. Well, yeah, go to these concerts. I got to. Like everything is stimulation. Everything is trying to make the needle go up, mm-hmm. go up, and that's what they consider a good life. And so that was the major awakening that I had back in 2012 when I met the blue antelope. This gentleman was not needed. He didn't need any stimulation. So it, it's it's mind blowing when you come across it for the first time. No stimulation. So he doesn't have sex? Well, ever? I'm sure he does. But sex is... is uh, it's not supposed to be stimulating. Well, No, it just it depends on how you have it. That should be a spiritual connection if you're it, doing it right. Yeah, but when you have sex like a porn star, yeah, that's, that's stimulation. Right. But if it's not like that... Yeah, it's... And when you have sex, you know, like tan, you know, Tantra. tantric sex, or you know, just you know, kind of slow and melodic, and and you know how it's. I don't want to say supposed to be because there's there is no supposed to be, but I'm just saying that natural. It's, it's been corrupted, just like television's been corrupted. Just like the food's been corrupted. Well, is it even supposed to be for pleasure, or is it just supposed to be for reproduction? Like no. animals, do they get pleasure out of it? No, it's it's for pleasure. So but animals get pleasure out of it? Animals are a little different. Animals are in the present moment already. Right. So, so But they not. don't get any pleasure out of it? They just do it to reproduce? Some do. Like dolphins do. Pigs what, do. they do it for pleasure? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And monkeys, of course. Or well, I should say apes. Uh, but... You got you got to understand. How are we talking? Why did you take a left turn? <laughs> I don't know, I'm curious. <laughs> the, the police ticket messed you all up. <laughs> so, 
when you have an orgasm, you're thrown into the present moment. Okay, you're not thinking about your bills. You're not thinking about what you got to do tomorrow. Maybe that's why I like it so much. (laughs) (laughs) So people become addicted to the orgasm. In, in Tantra and other traditions, it's it's taught to have sex in a certain way so that you can use sex as a tool to bring you to the highest planes, which Samadhi or Satori or whatever you want to call it. So it's supposed to be like a tool, basically. But when you start pulling hair and smacking booty and talking dirty now you're just performing a corrupted act that was conditioned into our mind by the society Hmm. and it's all very strategic because they don't want people to to, you know transform the consciousness you know inner peace we gotta do a podcast on just that you know I, I think that you know this goes back to clean living the clean living episode staying away from certain music certain TV shows certain movies pornography of course um, and just keeping our mind clean clean because it's it's so dirty we're so corrupted we're so corrupted just the television alone in the movies alone. I mean, how much violence have we witnessed in our lives? Fake violence, yes. But still, their goal is to make it feel real, right? So we're corrupted with violence, with sex. We're, we're just completely corrupted with drugs, uh, lying. What would be a good TV show without lying? You know, problems. We're... we're Socially engineered problems, 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 problems. This puts us into like almost a, a fight or flight. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's almost like every American, every American that's in the society is almost walking around with some sort of form of PTSD. And we'll just call that neuroses. You know, we're we're all neurotic. We're suffering from anxiety, depression, bipolar. Or, you know, just what I went through in my my twenties being in entertainment. I, I I don't know what to call it. I would just call it constant up, ups and downs. You know, constant super excitement and then constant disappointment. Up, down, up, down, up, Why down, up, down. Because it because you're chasing. That's the problem. Chasing the high. We're always chasing status. So, okay, I'm not even in that industry anymore, but they could still be used. Like a short mm-hmm. clip could be used. Oh, check out Dr. Reese. 10 years ago and maybe one day, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Look, the old guy with the beard and the gray, gray beard. Mm-hmm. Look at him. <laughs> he interviewed Drake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's all that work, all that time spent or technically for nothing. But other people think it's so cool. You met Drake? Oh <laughs> my gosh. No. More people care about me 
meeting Drake and interviewing him. Then you're saving lives. And me helping people with <laughs> their health. You know, I could I could rescue someone from a burning building. Mm-hmm. And people but, will care more about you that met Drake. Drake. <laughs> right, right. You met Drake. Well, the way people are with famous people is insane. Right. Like they're just people. Right. And I forgot to mention that on the celebration episode. You know. In America, we celebrate people, which is why it's called celebrities. Yeah. I was just talking to a, a girl, and actually, that I picked up while I was doing Lyft. Um, she's a teacher, and we were talking about a bunch of stuff, and um, she was saying how much she gets paid. Mm-hmm. And we were saying, like, how, you know, celebrities get millions and billions of dollars, and they're, you know, just entertaining, but then people mm-hmm. that are teaching our kids and the next generation that's going to take care of us all make chump change. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. And the firefighters. Mm-hmm. You know, and things cops like that. And cops, sure. They put their life on the line mm-hmm. as much as you are annoyed at them for giving you a ticket. <laughs> he is there, Not all of them. <laughs> he is there to protect us. But, look, the celebrities get a lot of money because America is based on three basic principles. It's based on it's based on military, it's based on money, and it's based on entertainment. Yep. Anything outside of those three, we're not looking so hot. Not compared to someone like Japan. So, and the biggest celebrity here is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He's the biggest celebrity there is. I mean, they blew him through the roof. <laughs> I mean, he's even bigger than Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I think Dwayne Johnson's a close second <laughs> at this at this point. Jokes aside, yes, we idolize celebrities so much so that we faint and we go crazy for them. And oh my gosh, I can't believe it! And people tattoo like people are walking around <laughs> with Dwayne Johnson tattoos. Yeah, people are walking around with uh, Michael Jackson tattoos, etc. You know, in India. It's, it's, it's more based on the guru. You meet a spiritual master who changes your life, and it's a transformational experience. And they're the ones that are remembered 30 years after they're dead. Mm-hmm. America, it's, it's, it's remembering Marlon Brando 30 years after he's dead, or Michael Jackson, or whatever. So it's different cultures. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly here. It's very engineered. It's very mm-hmm. it's manufactured. Um, so anyway, I want to wrap this up by just, just, again, inner life is different than the outer life. Your outer life is your circumstance and what's going on with you, how you look, how you feel, who you live with, who you're married to, etc., what your job is, etc. Your inner life is formless. There's nothing there. It's nothingness. And that's how we get our inner peace. We're going to get our inner peace by going inside of ourselves and doing the meditation section of this inner peace practice. And then the other two sections also go along with it so we can have a nice balance. And if you practice all nine, then, you know, cool things are going to start happening to you. And you're going to, you know, all the crap that's going to happen to you on your outer life, 
is going to just be a shoulder shrug. shrug. It's all going to be, oh, okay, oh, cool. I mean, there's, there's still responsibilities and there's still planning and stuff like that that you need to do, but it's once you realize it's all a dream, <laughs> life isn't as serious anymore. It's just like um, Sri Brahmananda was saying. I was reading an essay he wrote. And he's the guru from Ananda Ashram. The ashram I go to. And it's like he was saying is, our bodies get sick, but disease is different. So he's saying that sickness and disease are different. He's saying sickness is the actual thing that happens to the body. Disease is mental, he's saying. Dis-ease. In other words, you're not at ease. You're not at ease. And he 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 used spiritual masters as examples. That Osho had asthma and diabetes. That Ramana Maharshi had arthritis and ended up with cancer. Ram Das had a stroke. Thich Nhat Hanh had a stroke. So there's all these spiritual guys who have had health issues, but they've never had a disease because they know how to handle it because they don't take it that serious. So just imagine having an awful disease and just kind of being like, oh, whatever, whatever. (laughs) In the Western world, it's... It's like everything revolves around that. You're right. You're going to go on Facebook and be like, I have cancer of the left pinky toe <laughs> and my life is over and I can't pay my bills. And it's like you're just going to go online and you're going to vent and blah, blah, blah. But when you have inner peace, when you make your inner life good to go, all of that is it's irrelevant. It's like, oh, cancer of the little toe. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Cut it off. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Interesting. Most fascinating books I've ever read was The First Buddha in the Dentist Chair, which was um, a story of one of Osho's disciples who was a dentist. And Osho would come in and, you know, he had he had some teeth that needed to be taken out and stuff like that. And so the dentist saw how Osho handled the pain. He was a first-hand witness, and he was just amazed how this man was able to transcend it and how ill he was, how sick he was. And it's just able to transcend it because he already transcended life. You know, he became enlightened at 21 years old. So that's a lot of time from 21 all the way into your mid-50s. That's a lot of time to be living on Earth as carefree as anyone can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramana Maharshi, same thing. He became enlightened at, I think it was 17, and he just went into a cave and people just followed him and they created an ashram and he lived till I think he was in his 70s and he died from cancer and he just 
transcended it all. You just, you know, once you transcend it, we're right back to the row, row, row of your boat. Hmm. Life is but a dream. It's all a dream. If you have the ability to dream, literally, while you're sleeping, and then you go through life and you daydream, it's all a dream. We're making up all of it with our stupid little egos. We're making it all up as we go it's not as serious as we think life is a mystery school that's all it is it's all it's just this huge mystery which we're just supposed to learn as we go that's why i've said probably on this podcast that we probably our kids should stop going to school around 13 there's nothing more to learn that's it you know how to read you know how to write yeah then they just start cramming them with the lies right High school school is a big brainwashing on how to either get a job or go to jail. Mm. We got to get this inner life thing down. We have to understand that inner life is different than the outer life. And I hope this podcast shed some more light on that. Of course, listen to all of them. Listen to all the episodes. Try to listen to one every day. And the first 10 or 12 are very, very important. So who's down with that PP? Yeah, you know me. Thanks for listening to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. If this episode opened your heart, feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, may peace be with you.